Once again, I've updated my drink. <laughs> uh, now it's advanced water. Se- segment three. Yeah, have we gone over this before? I don't know if I've had this on the cast yet. At least I have a circle water bottle, which is kind of it's one of those fancy water bottles where you get to uh, adjust the flavors. You have like, uh-huh. a little cartridge, and you get get to adjust. This one is watermelon. Mm, I gotta get one of those. I got. Oh, I need to drink more water. Uh, it has changed my life. Yeah. If you if your goal for this New Year's, uh, for everyone out there that has a new uh, resolution, and a lot of them typically are like, I need to drink more water. A lot of people have that resolution. Well, mm-hmm. get one of these. It's, I mean, we're not sponsored. I wish we were by Circle, but it's spelled C I R K U L. Um, these water bottles are life changing. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> I drink so much water. I, I, I did before having this. But, like, this has made yeah. it easier. Because what I used to do is I used to go into, like, Wawa's, which is northeast kind of thing. That's a gas station, but they have all the uh, drinks, you know. Mm-hmm. And I used to buy shit tons of Propel bottles, you know, like the flavor. Because I like flavored yeah. water. I yeah. drink so much water, but I don't want just water. I like to have, like, the little flavorings and infusions, as it were. Uh-huh. I don't want, like, sugar. I want, like, just yeah, yeah, taste. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want Gatorade. I want water. But with, like... But yeah, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this has changed the game because this is exactly that, except I control it all now and I just need to like dump it under a faucet. It's also got like a filter in it too. It's insane. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Anyway. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Brought to you by Circle. Brought to you by Circle. So what we are going to do, something fun that uh, me and Eric did one episode of, but we called it the lost episode. We have lots of characters that we just kind of build in our heads and want to play test but have nowhere to test them. <laughs> so yep. we're going to tell them to you guys, and maybe you'll build this character and play them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Please. Something to talk about. <laughs> play them. Play them. Let me. No. So the first one we're going to go over, though, is one that I did get to play in one of our most recent um, play tests, uh, one shots. And I had so much fun on this character that I thought, hey, this would be a good one to start with. Um, and it is basically a pirate, but there is no pirate, pirate class. There is no pirate class. There is a swashbuckler. There is a swashbuckler, and this does include the swashbuckler, but it's multi-class. Oh, ooh, yeah, classes are great. I think I multi-class yeah, everything. It's so much fun picking like a character concept that's not part of the game. Be like, how am I going to fit this? Yeah, in? how would I build a pirate? <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's what I did. That's what I kind of went went off into. Um, I mean, it wasn't. I, I went into this build um, trying to maximize, which we'll, we'll go over, uh, specifically the spell Booming Blade, which is so much fun. It It is one of my favorite cantrips ever. I, have, it, I had so much yeah. fun with this character that I created another character based off of this concept that we'll go over a different week. Um, and Booming Blade is has spawned a many uh, very strong class. Uh, those damage dealing weapon attack cantrips are are quite powerful. 
Pretty good. That's yeah. a good, and, good character the, concept. The easiest way to maximize it ever is just pick a blade singing wizard. And yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, since that was a lost episode, I went in depth about one of my most optimized characters yes. I've ever had. And 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 that was part blade singer, right? Yeah. That was, was yeah, the base base blade singer. Yep. We'll go yeah. over that another time. Okay. Uh the the fully optimized. However, this was just like, let's make a fun booming blade build that's mm-hmm. a pirate. Uh it worked out great. So this is a swashbuckling rogue artillerist artificer. <laughs> Oh, I love it. <laughs> what a combo, man. What a combo. Uh, for this campaign, we were all the way up at, it looks like, 15th level. So I leveled this guy up. You can achieve this very class concept as early as level 6. You can, you kind of need the third level of each of the classes mm-hmm. uh, to get kind of the, the core of the class. Like, eh, you know how classes go. They, they don't really kick off until, like, you don't think you get to pick Swashbuckler or artillerist until third level. So I literally don't think this combo could exist until level six. Yeah. But yeah, luckily, yeah, it works some... at level six. Like, it doesn't need anything else. Uh, this class works. Uh, actually, I guess it needs one more level because I don't think there's any other way to get Booming Blade um, unless you select High Elf as a race. Yep. Or, yeah, or a feat or something like that. Well, yeah, but to get a feat, you have to be level four in at least one of them. So you, you could be very oh, uh, human. Okay, that's true. Okay, just take that's a feat. Right. You can go very human and take a magic feat. Yep, yep. You could absolutely do that. Okay. I think I, the way I went about it is I took a feat, um, but of course, this is on level 15 character. Mm-hmm. So uh, to maximize this at level 15, uh, I started Rogue. Uh, you could start artillerist. I don't think yeah, it makes does the it, biggest of difference. Doesn't matter. Well, the yeah, because you're not really going spellcastery. Because the biggest benefit of the alchemist is that the Constitution saving throw, um, in the base class. So if you were to start out with alchemist, artillery. Uh, I mean, uh, not artificer. Artificer. Yes, I said alchemist. I meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's one of their subclasses. It's not. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they um, get con saves? Con saves yes. are pretty good. I opted for the intelligence and deck saves of the rogue. Yes, deck save is also very good. Deck saves are crazy good. So yeah, I opted for the deck saves. Um, yeah, I'm not really concentrating on any spells, and I and all of my actions are well utilized for other things. Mm-hmm. But I suppose you could. Yeah, I don't think I have many spells that require. Yeah, artificers aren't that aren't that spell heavy, or they're like buff spells or something like that. Yeah, it's... I have. Most if of my doing, spell slots are used on things like shield and, and healing words. Yeah. And... It's pretty popular. This is kind of, kind of going off base here. Um, Artificer is a pretty popular dip if you're doing like a high level one shot and you want to be a wizard just, or any concentration spells. So you do like 17 levels of wizard, three levels of Artificer or something. Mm-hmm. To get that con saves too. Yeah, starting with like... That's why a lot of people start like Sorcerer. They yeah, con. yeah, <laughs> that's like a typical one for any spellcasters that are going to focus on mm-hmm. uh, concentrating. I wasn't anyway. so I, I, yeah, I went rogue. I, you can go either way. Um, I focused my stats into decks and intelligence heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, by this level, I mean, I don't know where I started, unfortunately, but I, you know, the stats I ended up with at 15th level are like 18 decks, 16 con, 18 intelligence. And the rest are tens. So like, I didn't, right? Yeah, you probably you know, did a class. Oh, yeah, the rest are tens. 
So uh, yeah. strength is eight. So it probably is a point by and uh, that sounds you know, like just max, maximize dex, maximize int. <clears throat> Those are important because intelligence is for your uh, artificer stuff. It's gonna be your spell casting. Uh, it adds a bunch of things like the flash of genius is incredibly powerful. Oh yeah. Well, I was gonna say, what are your level? What's your level breakdown? So at level fifteen, I went all the way up to level nine artificer and seven swashbuckler, and that is because the uh, artillerist gets stronger at level nine. So I opted for that as opposed to the nine levels of um, rogue. Okay. Yeah, and if you, I think you get if you get something at seven for rogue. Is that a not evasion? Yes, you get evasion. You get yeah. evasion at rogue. Yeah. Okay. And you get one more level higher at level nine. I think from so, here, so. from like nine levels of artificer is as, as much as I would take. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would go up to. I mean, possibly level ten because then you get. Uh, but in a real campaign, because you get the to attune up to four items. Yeah. If you go to level ten. So I probably I probably would go to at least level ten, maybe level eleven, because then you get the spell storing <laughs> item. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's pretty good. But yeah, but you're not really going for like the spell thing, and also you get two yeah, more probably not. So, but I but I probably would yeah. go to level ten just just I, to get that extra uh, magic item. It's pretty evasion good. is so good. So that's that's but you're not. This is why the seven levels of rogue is necessary. Yeah. Yeah, and flash of genius is insane. Flash of Genius, which is the whole reason to get your intelligence so high, is literally for the Flash of Genius. I don't think, yeah. you, like, I'm not utilizing much of the intelligence factor overall, other than it still helps your spellcasting. You know, yep. you're, you cast Healing Word, you're going to get a bonus based off your intelligence uh, modifier. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's still there. But yeah, Flash of Genius is the big trait. It's You can uh, use your reaction to add your modifier to a save or ability check which is yeah if if the higher it is the more likely you are to just automatically succeed oh my god yeah because if you have a plus four that's like any of a pal in your party or something you just it's it will save you yeah like if you talk about just averages a plus four is roughly the same as like getting a d8 right but it's guaranteed four it's crazy. That's so good. Yeah, and and you, Flash of Genius, you're allowed to use after seeing your roll. So it, it's it yep. works the way you want it to, where you know that a plus adding four will probably work. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, and it's your reaction, so it doesn't take your <laughs> bonus action like a bard does. It's like it feels better than bardic inspiration, kind of. Yeah. So why does this character work so well? Uh, well, Booming Blade is a very interesting ability. Uh, it doesn't work on certain martial characters because, for the most part, martial characters will scale with more attacks, mm-hmm. while Booming Blade is using up your action for, like, a single attack. So you somehow have to make that attack matter. So it works yes. a lot better. Another typical class that it works super well on is the Arcane Trickster Rogue, who can take this spell and gets to use... And Rogue's notably have only one attack but they get to make it a sneak attack usually yep yeah uh clerics too i don't know if you can take a feat that lets you do this because they only get one attack yes it's, it's it's a way to help scale up um yeah those one attack classes the singer attackers yeah so it's not uh, otherwise it wouldn't 
it would be like the most overpowered thing ever. But that is what holds it back, is that it's a It takes your action to attack. cast the spell. Yeah. Cast the spell. So but but it does utilize a melee attack, so it still works with your sneak attack because it's a melee attack. It's an interesting spell. That, that one of the most confusing spells. In the it world. is. Yeah. It's like and, and, I cast and, a spell, but I also attack. Like, does yeah, it count? Yeah, but I attack? also attack. Um, which it is newer. I mean, it's it's literally yeah. from I don't know Tasha's maybe something. It sounds like a one Tasha's of the newer. Spell. Yeah, yeah. It's probably Tasha's. So another reason it works so well with something like the Swashbuckler in particular, though, is the Swashbuckler has fancy footwork. When they make a melee attack against a creature. The creature can't make opportunity attacks against you for the rest of the turn. Why that's a big deal is because the other effect of Booming Blade is it leaves an aura of thunder on them that specifies if they move, they take additional damage. Well, one of the easiest ways to make them move is for nobody to be directly next to them. <laughs> yep, if they need to move to hit you... <laughs> Then so there you they go. Gotta move. So you hit the the idea is that you booming blade and then step away and have them have to come to you without taking opportunity attacks and then they'll take the extra booming blade damage. Yeah. Another thing I absolutely loved about this character is it utilizes every bit of the action economy. <laughs> I have yeah. actions, bonus actions, and reactions, and I have swats of. Yeah, because your I think the artillerist uses your bonus action to attack. Yes. Normally, how you would do this with like if you were just pure arcane tricksters, you'd use your bonus action disengage or just take the opportunity attack and right. leave. But now you don't have to. It's so now you don't have to. I get my uh, bonus action to myself, which I'm utilizing for the whole secondary class, which is my artillerist, which I summon an eldritch cannon who has the bonus action to use one of its effects, whether I place a flamethrower down, a force ballista down, or the protector down if I want more temporary hit points at all. So that's another reason to have uh, the artillerist. And and flavor-wise, it just worked. Ended up being perfect. We're like, I'm a pirate who has a cannon next to him. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have an actual cannon. Uh, I can literally so fire cool. the cannon. Yeah. It's so cool, and it was so much fun to play. I did not realize how much fun I'd have as an artillerist. I mean, they are mostly just big boom, big boom, but like they're also a spellcaster. So you have you have a yeah. lot going on as an artillerist. It it was a great subclass. I think I would definitely go artillerist again, especially if I had a. I think the artificer is one of those classes I would really enjoy in a full on campaign, just because of all the crazy things you like. All the items you get to garner from being yeah. an artificer is crazy. The amount of combinations yeah. you can make when you have like four, five magical items that you're attuned to is what you could be so strong. And you just like help everybody out by just being like, hey, do you want a, you know, this, this, I don't know, invisibility spell in your boots? Sure. All right. <laughs> right. Now you got to attune to that, that or you can't have to unattune to that <laughs> ring. Well, I can attune to that ring of protection now while you're attuned to my invisibility boots. Yep. And, and lastly was my race choice, which it's funny how that it literally was last. Like I built all of that character concept first. And then I was like, well now what race am I going to like? I, yeah. I, I, I mean, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what race is going to fit in with this theme. Um, and then funny enough, I landed on one that I thought was actually s- sort of flavorful 
because the whole and and also played into the name. Uh, so I named this character Boomfish Jones. Uh, it was going to be Davy Jones, but then I I named him Boomfish because I went with a fish person, a Lokatha. Uh, because that, Davy yeah. Jones was like a fish person in in Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, and then I looked at the the Lokatha, the fish people, and boy, do they have one hell of an ability that I was like, okay, yeah, that works. <laughs> it, what, they have that? they have the Leviathan's will. You have advantage on saving throws against being charmed, frightened, paralyzed, poisoned, stunned, or put to sleep. That's pretty wild. That's pretty nice. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah. Uh, It has some little background, like, bullcrap, you know, like you'd think with the grung. Like, he's got, you have to get wet. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) If it's a one-shot, you're fine. Yeah, right, right. You have to get wet every four hours or whatever. It, they have really bad natural armor. It's like 12 plus decks, which is pretty bad compared to most other uh, races' natural armors. It gets proficiency in athletics and perception, which is, like, cool. Also, the having to get wet, though, also means you do breathe underwater, which could also maybe come up. Underwater yeah, breathing. That's true. I, yeah, this feels like a... You know, I don't know when it came out, but yeah, you're like a salt marsh campaign. You're like, I'll yep, be in your yep. water. Yeah, you have, you have a 30, 30 feet swim speed as well. So mm-hmm. that's pretty nice to have. Just, you know, underwater good. breathing and 30 foot swim speed. But yeah, I, I did it mostly for that Leviathan's will because there was nothing that I needed from any race in particular. I, I already have my action economy figured out. I have, you know, tons and tons. Like my reactions can either be used on flashes or my uncanny dodges. Mm-hmm. Um, as a reaction, and which is a really important one. Because you already knew you were going to use your bonus action. There's a ton, a ton of great yeah. um, races that have like bonus action yeah. abilities that you're just like, okay, well, I don't, but don't I want to use it. any of those. Yep. I didn't uh, need any bonus action ability. Yeah, I, I didn't want a race that utilized any abilities because I didn't need them. I wanted one with a passive, and boy, did I find a passive that is super strong. But it also nice. played into the flavor even more. Like, yeah, yeah, a fish pirate. That you're makes a, a lot you're a of fish, sense. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I, I love character concepts that are like start out with like a concept, and you just like, okay, I'm gonna really nail this, <laughs> and it yeah. just kind of works out. Uh, another real huge benefit that you don't initially think of when doing a character like this, um, with having like a super high intelligence as a rogue was I got to have expertise in, like, perception and investigation. So I have a plus 14 in investigation, which is... And, and stealth as well, because I'm still so high in decks. Yeah. Which is really nice to be, like, this, like, super investigative and stealthy uh, combo. That, that's yeah. really cool. And the, and the plus 14 is just, like, you automatically succeed... Yeah, like I, I'm not is. failing that. <laughs> yeah, it's it feels pretty good. Yeah, and those are on ones that are used quite often. Like you know, you got to yeah, use investigation. Oh, you yeah, have to use stealth. So that was that's that awesome. was kind of an added like like oh this is nice like that's <laughs> like this is uh, this is helpful yeah. Um, weapons aren't too important. You're going to use a rapier like every rogue really will use you know yeah the rape uh, the weapon choice at a rogue isn't really super important as long as yeah, it's you, ha- you just have to be a dex based yep it's got to be dex based 
Um, I had a ring of Dijin summoning, and that <laughs> but that, that was, was that, that was, was campaign based. That was yeah, <laughs> it was really good. That's not that does not have to be on the build at all. <laughs> <laughs> you don't as... nothing else. I mean, the build speaks for itself. It it works fluidly. So just taking you through a typical turn, um, for example, you would. Honestly, there's not much setup time. The first turn might be the only turn there's a little bit of setup because you might need to create a cannon, which does use your action. But then you still get to use your bonus action to fire off the cannon. The cannon. So it's not like you're doing nothing. It's not a fully setup turn. It's like a, okay, I have to put my cannon down turn. Fine. And I'll want my cannon. You can have the cannon out. before, And you can have the cannon out. And you can even mount the cannon on your body. Yeah, I exactly. so remember for like a it has a slow move speed playing around a tournament. Speed. Yeah, for if it's a gun though, you can just have it in your hand. So you can make it tiny, so you can carry it around. There you go. Yeah, <clears throat> but you can also you could latch it onto your shoulder. It doesn't say that you have to. That's true. Yeah, you can just have it latched to your shoulder, and then like as soon as the fight starts, you can you can make it move. You know, you can, mm -hmm. you can use as part of its bonus action. You get to make it move. Unfortunately, it only has fifteen movement speed, which is not a lot. Yeah, not not great. Yeah. But if you have the force ballista, though, it has uh, 120 feet of range, though. So it's got a crazy range. Yeah, yeah. So it it it's gonna work out. Yeah, the the movement speed only really matters for the protector version of it and the flamethrower because that's got to be positioned perfectly. Otherwise, yeah. it's only got a 15 foot cone. <laughs> so that's true. Yeah, that. Yeah. <coughs> just so for just, the most part, you're making the force. Just don't make that one. <laughs> yeah, that's it's kind of the point. I, There's very specific I, scenarios where you'll make the flamethrower. and That's, that's not going to come out because you're not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like a zombie horde. I can see you making a flamethrower. You have like fireball. Horde. That's better than. Uh, I don't know if I had fireball in my build. That's a good point. No, but someone is. Someone's going to have fireball. Someone will. Yeah, but what if you want to be helpful too? I don't have fireball. I took shatter. Basically the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, not, not true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so, yeah. That, so this is the build. Um, yeah, you also get reactions such as like a shield because that's an artificial spell. Right. So I, I could use all my first level slots on shield. Uh, you get guidance too, which is insane. Like I, you just have everything you could ever want. Really, it's like I was really impressed with this build. I had a lot of fun. It was super strong. You might not be the most uh, I wouldn't call you a glass cannon, but you're you're not able to uh, <laughs> yeah, you, to soak up a bunch. It, you, it, you sound, it sounds like actions. You have the shields and the uncanny yeah. dodges. So you, you're you playing this. You're playing this like a rogue more than a yeah, artificer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are a hundred percent more. Even though you have higher levels in artificers, you're a rogue. Yeah, you mm -hmm. play it like a rogue. That's yeah. the purpose of it. You're you're hit, you're a hit and run guy. You're just kind of jumping you're in, run. smacking them, getting the heck out of there. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. your whole purpose. Bonus action, shoot a bunch. Bonus action, shoot. And, yeah, and like with these characters, it's more about the concept than like optimizing, right? Like you could be very strong, but you're like, I started out wanting to be a pirate, I'm, and <laughs> I'm not like you know choosing the most damage dealing thing I can do, and then deciding I'm a pirate afterwards. Yeah, but this character does dish out damage. It really oh, yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It dishes it out really well, really, really well, and ha and has the reactions to boot, so it, it it stand up to anything. And then out of combat again, like I mentioned, it has 
some because cr- it's a rogue. It has some crazy, has some crazy high rolls. Yeah. So you're you're good. You're good to go. Was it level? Actually, that's a good point to bring up. That uh, it was rogue. When's the? Is it level eight that gets the un? Eleven. Oh, it's it's not so late. Yeah, reliable talent. It's eleven. I, yeah, I believe it's eleven. They get reliable. It's, a, it's eleven. Yeah, it's eleven. So that'd be tough to reach in this build because if you wanted to go eleven nine, but then you're a level twenty character. It's like at that point we're not really role playing anymore. Right. Know. Yeah. <laughs> we move, move beyond such things. <laughs> so yeah, I'd recommend going this way. You know, the seven nine split. Um, honestly, you want you want to keep it as even as you can though. Yeah, going yeah. through it. Like, if you were going to level this up from the start, I, you'd have to get to 3-3 first. But then you'd want to, you know, just get to some some major uh, stepping stones on each. Like, I would get to 5 to get Uncanny Dodge to have the, my reactions set into stone. Yep. And then maybe go up to Artillerist and then jump up to 7 on Rogue to make sure I get my Evasion. Evasion, I feel like, yeah. Get, getting up to 7... In road to get evasion, and then you can start like bumping up, and then your, uh... yeah, and then jumping into artillerist after that. Mm-hmm. That might be the way to go. Yeah, go go ham into rogue until seven, and then but but getting to three artillerist first. Go first, three yeah, three yeah, yeah. three three, and then the next four go to yeah go go to seven go to rogue. rogue, and then the rest can go artillerist. Yep, that sounds right. So that's that's my build. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Sounds sweet. Because I had fun making it. I it mean, it, the, the, it did go through, like, a couple different iterations before I settled on, like, on this concept working. And it, it really paid dividends. This was a lot of fun to play and build. Cool. All right. We'll see you guys in the next one where Eric's going to build us his Ooh. mega character of Ultraness. I don't know what it is. You'll have to find out next time. <laughs> on the Dragon Party. On the Dragon Party. Party on!